Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. It is December the 16th, and I'm glad to announce, Julie, I actually did some Christmas shopping for you. All right, about time. This year's or next year's? Yes, exactly right. Well, actually, I ordered something for you. Well, I'll tell you what I ordered for you. No, don't tell me. Don't ruin it. Well, no, because I just remembered it's not arriving until your birthday. Oh, okay. But I bought it technically before Christmas with Christmas in mind. So does that make it a Christmas present? That's right. So I get Christmas present. You're kind of double pointing, though, on Christmas and birthday. But that's okay. Well, so if I tell you about it on Christmas... Then it's a Christmas present, but then if you don't receive it until your birthday, then it's a birthday present. Then mm-hmm. I'm getting double credit. Kind of double dipping there, but okay. Well, you want, me tell you, you want me to tell you what it is? You want to hold out and wait? I don't know. I like surprises. Okay, well, I'm going to tell the listeners, ready? So don't listen. <laughs> Great. <laughs> the new Apple iPad Pro Max, the cool. headphones. Nice. Yeah. Well, awesome. the thing I liked about them, and I finally found I finally found a uh, article in people that have tested them, mm. is that, so you and I are on our headphones pretty much every day doing Zooms and coaching calls and whatnot, yep. right? I mean, and we have tested pretty much every single, uh, you know, Bluetooth situation, wired in headphone. Yep. I mean, we live by the headphone, basically. Yes. Well, so these new ones, these Apple things, not only are they obviously incredible for listening to things, that's what their primary purpose is, but they've got this technology that makes it so that the audio quality on a cell phone with a cell phone conversation or any kind of phone conversation, right, is the next level. So it's got something like 11 microphones on the outside. That sounds really cool. Yeah, I know. And so the microphones are listening to your voice if you're on a call, but they're also listening to the ambient noise that's going on around you mm-hmm. and actually uh, does active noise canceling. Mm. So that not only does it cancel the uh, background noise that someone would hear through your voice if you're speaking to them on a phone, but also what you would hear through the ear. The, oh, that's the, pretty cool. Yeah. That's so there you go. That's going to be interesting. Merry Thank Christmas. You. Yes. And happy birthday. <laughs> and happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. So listeners, we have something important to share with you today. We're going to pick up where we left off yesterday. Um, the Centers of Influence and Past Client Conversation is obviously one that all of you need to be having. And I'm going to share with you some research that was done. And this was probably done back in the 70s, but it's still relevant. And um, hopefully Julie uh, took... Yes, she did. Thank you very much, Mrs. Harris. Mm-hmm. But before I get to this point, this is really, I think, um, we're going to make two really important points uh, for all of you guys to really drill down on. And the first one's going to be why you don't call your centers of influence and past clients and why people are so attracted to the passive stuff and what that actually translates to in the minds of your centers of influence and past clients. So we're going to help you with a little bit of psychology and we're going to tell you a couple stories with regards to that. And then we're going to give you some actual statistics. We might flip it and do it the opposite direction, but you'll get the gist of it in a second. And before we do, I want to remind all of you that it's not too late for you to download your free real estate treasure map. And the real estate treasure map is your fill in the blank business plan. And this is the business and life plan. Plan that all of you guys should be putting in place in preparation for 2021. This is obviously the perfect time of year to be completing this. This is not a wimpy business plan. This is something that's going to take some time. But when you're done, when you've completed it, you're going to have a sense of relief because you actually will have a real plan. And you'll realize, frankly, while you're going through the process of completing your real estate treasure map, why your past goal setting things have probably not really worked out. 
it's because you never really drilled down and created a comprehensive plan. So it's very important that all of you take this seriously. Just text 2021 to 855-685-1045. Text 2021, the numbers 2021 to 855-685-1045. Do that now. Text 2021 to 855 685 1045. I know 99% of you listen to us on your mobile devices and you can still listen while you're texting. So go ahead and text 2021 to 855-685-1045 and then we're going to text you back a link and the link's going to go to our website and then you can download um, the books. Now the books are all ready for you to print off and um, the ones, the two that I want you to print off the first, uh, the first, is that, did I say that right? Firstly. First. Now I'm going to be British. The ones I want you to put off firstly <laughs> are going to be the Real Estate Treasure Map and Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. This is an iteration of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Fantastic uh, reads uh, those two books for you to really get your head right, your mindset straight, and most importantly, your finances and your business plan in alignment with your um, 2021 expectations. And Julie and I are 100% thoroughly beyond, uh, you know, beyond, I, what would even the word be? I'm so positive that next year is going to be an incredible year and the start to at least probably three to maybe five years of an incredible economy with regards to real estate so we're beyond convinced how about that evidence of this Uh oh evidence well i mean i'm coming off of a whole bunch of coaching calls and a whole bunch more coming lucky you um and i'll tell you most of our clients have stuff lined up already for January. I'll give you one. Thank Millions you very much. Millions of dollars of closings lined up in January already. Rob Johnson mm-hmm. in Greenwich, Connecticut, mm-hmm. walked me through our FaceTime this morning. Yeah. Uh, which and so I called him. Normal scheduled coaching time. Rob Johnson does between 100 and 150 million a year. He's in Greenwich, Connecticut. He's the number one uh, agent with Brown Harrison Stevenson um, for Greenwich, Connecticut, and New York City. So we're having a FaceTime coaching call in this gorgeous, only could be described as a mansion. And then as a little Christmas bonus for me, I then see myself and him walking down, you know, through his cell phone, walking down to what is the basement of this, not really a basement, by the way, as you'll understand in a second, of this incredible estate. And then in this state, the first thing, as soon as you pop around the corner, was A. Art and Senna's Formula One cars no hanging on the way. wall. Yeah. That's awesome. You guys don't know who A. Art and Senna is. Well, some of you do. Three of you do. Okay. Of the tens of thousands listening. Me and two other people. <laughs> you and Julie and two other. Okay. And then it wasn't even done. He goes around another corner and then there's like ridiculously, incredibly rare race car, rally car, street car, just wall to wall, amazing cars. And this is Rob's Christmas present for me because obviously I'm a car nerd. If you couldn't pick that up from my voice, and um, <laughs> I mean, it was Ferraris, and it was uh, just, um, just this was it, somebody's it, house. But launches, like he, they had really rare Lancia rally cars wow. that would never. Right with up a, your alley. And it was amazing. And like yeah. Rob didn't know what this was, and the other thing he had, there was a Periscopo, Perisco, uh Lamborghini Countach. Uh, I know what that is. Yeah, I know you know I've what it is. Those, yeah, yeah you, we've seen one. 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 Yep. Okay, and this guy had one just sitting in the basement collecting dust. That's crazy. Well, okay, no, it was a museum. Uh-huh. <laughs> it wasn't okay. collecting dust, but you get the idea. So anyway, thank you, uh, Rob, for that. But here is Rob's, um, the reason I'm telling you this. Rob is rolling into 2021 with as much as, ready for it, Julie? Ready. $50 million in pendings. That's amazing. Now, here's what's Go really Rob. amazing. Here's what's really amazing. In uh, 2019, he did something like 143 million. Um, and then rolling into 2020, he basically for about two months on coaching calls told me how he doesn't want to work that hard anymore. 
how he just was kind of tired, kind of burned out, didn't really have sure. his fight back. Um, and then this year he had another incredible year. And then today on our coaching call, he said, you know what? I don't want to have 2019 be my high watermark of 150 million. I want to actually exceed that goal in 2021. And, Good for and that's in a market, right? He will. And, but that's in a market in Greenwich, Connecticut, where it was in the worst housing recession, like for multi-million dollar states, it was not unusual for Rob to go on listing appointments where the sellers were losing half. And by half, I mean like two, three, four, five million dollars. It was unusual Matter of fact, very unusual for a seller not to be losing, um, you know, seven figures or right around seven figures. And, and those houses would close. I mean, I think a lot of your listeners years like, on the market. Why would you ever, you know, right. sell if, if that was well, that was the market and that was what they were selling for. And yes, he was selling them like that. Well, we'd been in that state. They'd been in a buyer's market for a long time. So the, yeah, the seller used to it. Right. The sellers had gone through their, mm-hmm. you know, their phases of grief right and denial that that was the you know what Mm -hmm. happened with value so after having properties listed two and three times and seeing their neighbor's house sell for less they you know they could not uh any more rationalize their exuberant pricing so there you go anyway so long story short a lot of you are going to have your best runs in real estate starting next year and if you don't feel that way it's because you haven't completed your treasure map and we are going to um next week i think is our christmas special yes. Ooh, there's an idea christmas special mm-hmm. we will be doing our 20 uh 21 uh, predictions. It might be two days worth of podcasting, probably just one long show. And every single one of these points are going to make you feel motivated and excited and blessed, frankly, to be in the right place at the right time in the right industry. So go ahead and text 2021 to 855 685 1045. All right. So let's drill down. Yes. We're going to talk more about centers of influence and past clients today. And I'm going to share with you some statistics. Actually, we'll do, just do this in the opposite direction mm-hmm. or opposite order. Um, the question that you guys have to start out with when I'm going to take you through this little learning exercise, and this is a way for you to understand why Julie and I teach the way we do um, and why we ask you to do the things we ask you to do in the order in which we ask you to do them. So I want you to imagine that you had to hire, you moved to a new town, or no, let me make it even simpler. You are in your current town and you have to hire a roofer and you don't know one. Now, I know all of you in real estate know a roofer. And if if this is a little bit too um, confusing for you, then say, for example, you want to hire someone to, I don't know, put in some sort of exotic, you know, AV, some sort of like a home studio theater something, right? You're looking for a specialist to solve a specialist problem. Um, And so when you're going through the decision-making process of who you're going to hire, and this is most, what I'm telling you is mostly relevant to service industries, less so than products, okay? So when you're going through your sort of um, filters of who you're going to hire, the first question all of us always do is we always ask ourselves, do we know somebody? In other words, do we have previous experience with anybody that's done this particular task for us before? Like when Jules and I moved uh, and our family moved to Puerto Rico last year, we knew nobody. So when we con- when we got here and we, after, how long was it before we bought a house? It wasn't that long, three, four months? Five months, yeah. Yep. And so he finally found a house. And then, of course, the house is going to always need repairs because houses are just nothing but money pits, really, at the end of the day. And we didn't know anybody. But the first thing we did do is we asked, well, okay, we needed to replace some uh, windows because there were damage during an earthquake. Okay, so how much are those windows you know, going to cost? What's going to cost to repair it? We didn't know. We didn't know anybody. So then what we had to do, and this is how you go about it too. Then we, what we thought, well, we don't know anybody. Then what we're going to do is we're going to ask for a referral from somebody that we know. 
And it, fortunately, Julie knew a lot of people from Zoe's school. The moms and the kids here pretty much run our community, you know, as is in most communities. And Zoe, or, I'm sorry, Julie was able to, I just called you Zoe. Julie was able to find a good referral for um, a glass repair place. Well, so pause just for a second. So part one of your decision-making tool. Who do you know? Who do I already know? Right. Okay, now, if this was back in Texas... Right. I probably already did know somebody for that. I knew a window company. I had a bug guy, a window guy, a termite guy, a, yeah. you know, an invisible fence person, a pool guy. I had all that sorted out. You had a killer bee guy. I did. Not just normal bees, but exotic bees that normal bee guy couldn't handle. That's right. You know, so if it was there and you'd had time to sort of build up your army of professionals, I could have answered, who do I already know? But in our case here, I have to go to stage two. As many of your asking for a referral, which is ask a trusted friend or advisor for a referral. Who do I know that's going to know somebody? That's part two. Right. So that's the second stage that everyone goes through when they're trying to decide somebody to perform a service. Do I know someone who I've used before that I trust? No. Then I'm going to ask for a referral from a trusted friend or advisor. And then if you don't have somebody that was that's able to give you a referral, um, then the only thing left is you're going to maybe respond to advertising. And that's the order in which people make decisions when choosing who to hire for any kind of service. And I want you to think about your own behavior. Has there ever been, and I know there's exceptions, obviously, but has there ever been a time when you needed to have a service uh, done, maybe a roof replaced, like I was referring to before, maybe invisible fencing, whatever it is, right? You needed to hire an attorney. You needed to hire a vet to perform an operation. You need to hire a you know orthodontist for you know our kid is finally losing her teeth, so <laughs> you know she's definitely gonna need an orthodontist, no doubt. But I mean, you're well, gonna. I did it today. I did this exact thing today, right? Mm-hmm. So rental property in Columbus, need, we got the plumbing issue fixed. Now we got to disinfect the basement. Okay, so plumbing company doesn't do the disinfecting. So I started with who do I already know? The people that did the plumbing. They said no. Then I went to who can I ask who does know, which is one of our realtor friends in Columbus, who immediately emailed me back a referral. Joe Jackson. Yeah. So yeah. That, that was like textbook how that kind of thing happens, right? right? But it happened in, in the people that have studied. This well, tech, technically, you yeah. found somebody from the first category of oh, you didn't know somebody. Then you went right to right. the second category of asking for a referral. That's exactly. Since it. when did we start disinfecting basements in our rentals, by the way? Is that a new because thing? Because it was a disgusting, flooded situation. OK, got I it. I don't just do it for fun, I promise you. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. and, and think of how horrible that job has to be. Ew, gross. Anyway, right. so and the people that have studied this, because we've read this report multiple times, multiple years, and the percentages of this are what you've got to pay attention. So decision-making process, 86% of the time, it's always like 83 to 87% of the time, people make their decision based on who they already know. Only after that, maybe 10% of the time are they going to ask a trusted friend or advisor, and only about 4% of the time will they respond to a piece of marketing. So the moral of the story is most everybody is going to hire you based on um, essentially their direct contact with you or a referral from a trusted friend or advisor. And what agents will do and what they've done for years is they've spent too much time on the third category, which is trying to buy their business through marketing and advertising. Where if you look at statistically, use Julie's numbers. And again, she's what she's saying is accurate. We don't ever want to give you guys false or misleading information. We want to give you information that if you wanted to explore this more, you could actually just Google it and find out this information yourself. But it goes, it it, the, it always works out like she said. Most everyone, like almost 90% of everyone uses somebody that they already knew. And if they didn't you know, have that as a resource, then they're going to ask for a referral from a trusted friend or advisor. That takes out, in essence, almost every single perspective 
consumer um, because that's those two numbers together, depending on what you read, is something like 96%. So most people make their decision on who they're going to use based on who they already know or a referral from a trusted friend or advisor. And then only then are they going to respond to any kind of marketing message. Now, here's a really crazy thing. When you look at different kinds of marketing messages, everything from paper, you know, you know, postcards and newspaper ads and um, if you guys even have newspapers anymore and digital advertising, then you're really getting into the weeds as far as essentially effectiveness of all those different things. Like digital advertising is the least effective and, you know, postcards in some communities still work fairly well. But remember, you're only going to appeal to 4% of the uh, marketplace by doing any kind of marketing at all. And doesn't it make more sense? And this is the reason we tell you to put your uh, build your first spoke uh, being your centers of influence and past clients. And that will be where most of you can actually build a real solid base for your business. It cannot be your only spoke on your lead generation wheel, but it definitely should be your first spoke. So remember those statistics. What is, and here's the prevailing question all of you should be asking. Um, how do I get essentially to be known and, and as a as a trusted real estate professional, you know, how do I make it? So what, what should I actually be doing? That's going to be the most effective, least expensive way for people to think of me when it comes to basically referring somebody um, or using me again for my real estate services. And I'm now we're going to go into a little story. And, and this is when Julie and I lived in New Albany, Ohio, where we sold real estate at the tail end of our selling real estate careers. So there was a, we lived in New Albany um, country club area, and there was a Starbucks that Julie and I would go to every single day. And the Starbucks always had a long line, even when it was super cold outside. And the um, Tristam was the manager of that Starbucks. Didn't, didn't you tell me she eventually yeah. got a real estate license? That's hilarious. All right, so there was this yeah. long there was this long line at the Starbucks. Tristam would always say to Tim and Julie, "Hi, Tim and Julie, how's the real estate market?" So she um, now she did buy a condo from us. So we were friends with her from having done a real estate transaction. And we also did some charity events with her Starbucks. So we had become friends. But she knew what she was doing. I mean, she was triggering conversations for us in that line at Starbucks. Yeah. Every single freaking morning. It was, it was the same. awesome. And the Starbucks was really the heart of the community. People, It was always that busy because that was on the way of the freeway. People were going to work. Yep. Or they were coming back from taking their kids to school. Yep. It was, I mean, it was awesome. And the funny part, too, I don't know if you ever thought about this, is mm -hmm. that Starbucks shared the same building with one of our chief competitors, New Albany Royalty. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so she would always say that to us every single morning as we were standing in line at Starbucks. And do you think we got a business out of that line uh, at Starbucks? Hell yeah, we did. I mean, we went there every morning, even though some mornings we were just going there to stand in line just to go back home again. You know, because we knew it was such a prime oh, prospecting. Yeah, it was, it was our morning. Yeah, right. Okay, so there was a um, an insurance guy and who was always, almost always in line at the same time. And he would talk to us, you know, not real chatty, but he would talk to people. Now, he sold residential policies, you know, all the types of policies that he would want to um, sell to our real estate clients. And we worked with a ton of Relo clients. In New Albany, it was mostly Relo. So, you know, people coming into Columbus, they're going to live in New Albany Country Club area. They're going to need home, life. They're going to need everything this guy sells. So he knew we were in the real estate business. He knew we were selling a lot of real estate. So we had direct interaction with him. And we lived, how long, how many years did we live in New Albany? Five or six, I think. Okay. So every morning we would, most every morning we would see um, him and his dad sometimes. They both run this insurance business. And they never, like ever, ever, ever asked us for business. Not once. 
They never even tried to cozy up to us to ask us for referrals. And so I remember psychologically when Julie and I'd be standing in line and I recognized them and they would do some advertising. They would just, you know, it was a local farmer's insurance franchise deal, had been there forever. You know, so initially when they didn't ask us for business, I thought, honestly, I thought, well, they must not sell the types of insurance that they know our customers would want to buy. But then I later realized that's pretty much all they sell. So there wasn't that. And this, this all happened subconsciously. Like I wasn't just standing in line, like wondering why the heck these guards aren't talking to us. In my subconscious mind, I was wondering, but not in my conscious mind. In my conscious mind, I just wanted my coffee and talked to yeah. whoever Tristan was setting us up with that particular day, right? So after, at, over time, what we then started to conclude, and this was all wrong, right? What we then started to conclude was that they must not, they must be too busy, and then it was, you know, I don't remember the order in which these thoughts came in, but then they must not like us or they must think that we're this or that, the other thing. So what I'm trying to convince you of is that over time, because these guys never asked us for business, even though they were doing some passive things, newspaper advertising and things like that, hell, they may have even been doing direct mail, but they never talked to us directly. Our subconscious mind started to weave a story, you know, whip a story up that they had some kind of grudge against us that, or maybe they were lazy or maybe they were just arrogant. They're too busy, whatever. whatever. But none of the things that our subconscious minds were telling us about them not asking us directly for business were good is what I'm trying to tell you. And, you know, it wasn't until years later that I'm on a coaching call trying to convince the billionth agent to pick up the damn phone and stop just doing all this passive crap for their centers of influence and past clients. Like, no more pumpkin pies, no more forget-me-not seeds, no more any wind chimes, no more calendars, no more of this gimmicky, you know, no more recipes, none of this gimmicky stuff that's basically, you know, it's a gimmick. You should just pick up the phone, use the script we gave you yesterday on the podcast. Well, it wasn't until years later doing coaching calls and, again, trying to ex- convince agents to pick up the phone and call their centers of influence and past clients and that I realized that the real reason that they never asked us for business were none of the reasons that my subconscious mind had told me and Julie the same. It's just simply because they were afraid to ask. Yeah. They just didn't ever ask. Right. They but were... you see how the longer you wait, the weirder it is for people in your center of influence that you didn't talk about real estate. Right. So, I mean, here's, this will also prove the point. I know that anybody listening who has had their license more than 22 seconds has had this experience. They walk into their office, their office, or they get an email from their office, all these, a new listing. And this new listing is like unbelievably awesome. Okay. It's beautiful. It's a listing that anybody would want to have. And you go, gosh, I wonder who the listing agent is. And you look it up, you're like, how did that person get that listing? That's like, how did they do that? It's right in your neighborhood. It's in my neighborhood. You walk past that house every morning. I can almost guarantee you it's not because they door knocked them. It's not because they sent them a piece of mail. Yep. It's because that listing already knew them. Or a center of influence and past client. Center of influence, past client. It might have been a repeat client, but it was somewhere in those top two categories. They either already knew each other or it was a referral from a friend who knew them. It was guaranteed not a Facebook ad. No. Or a direct mail postcard. Yeah, so the moral of the story is you have to be that agent. I'll that give they you know. I'll give you guys another example. I have to get to premiere. I, well, you have, you have another minute, right? I'll give you guys another example. And you can add to the story too. Sure. So as our business matured when we sold real estate, we did, because we didn't know what we know now, right? So we did succumb to some of the dumb marketing things. That's, by the way, how we know they're dumb. And <laughs> yeah. so we would sell a lot of houses in, say, for example, New Albany. And we would then get calls 
from people to interview Julie and I. And we had an assistant named Kelly, and Kelly would use a pre-qualification script similar to the one that we have you guys use as part of our coaching program. And like the third question was, why are you interviewing, you know, what what's basically, why are you interviewing Tim or Julie for the job? What was the question? You even remember? Um, I'm curious how you came to call us or something, or something like, like that. that. And and then um, she, she wrote down the answer, and the answer was like postcard. So they said they received a postcard, but then she wasn't really paying attention to what she wrote, the question that she just asked. And so she asked the same question again. And I, Julie and I were in this office as she was asking this question. Kelly had a little office in the real estate office. It was tiny. Anyway, so we heard her ask the question twice. And then we noticed, because we could kind of hear the seller then say the real reason that they called us wasn't the postcard, was because the neighbor down the way who we had done transaction with referred her to us. So yeah. we would have thought on the surface, well, that was a postcard lead. It wasn't. It was actually a referral. Well, and this is why you have to source all of your deals. Right. And, and always ask twice why people called you because you'll then discover the real reason. And it's okay. very, and so Julie and I from that lesson started tracking all of our business um, and asking, always asking two and three times. And what we quickly discovered was all of our business basically was coming from us being proactive lead generators. And Julie is about to leave to go to Premier Coaching. Make sure you guys are attending live. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, was always from our proactive lead generation, us picking up the phone. Um, and that was where it all sourced from. A vast majority of it came from us picking up the phone. And that includes calling our centers of influence and past clients. That includes calling the you know 20 other different sources we teach you to call as part of our coaching program. The key difference is, and it's very more relevant now what we uh, are asking all of you guys to do in 2021 almost than it was even 20 years ago. Because in 2021, very few agents have the phone skills or the sales skills even to know what to say or how to say it, let alone they can't get past their psychological mooring lines to actually doing the real work of real estate. Um, in other words, they're not going to be proactively generators. They just won't do it. They're going to be so um, fearful of learning how to actually do it. And they're going to be the types of, you know, essentially believe in all the passive lead generation stuff. And they're never going to be as successful with the agents that learn how to be proactive lead generation generators. This is always going to be true, but more true now because the competition you have with agents who are proactive lead generators is virtually zero. And I'll give you an example. You should write this down. January 1st, you're going to have a record number of expireds in your marketplace. And I don't even care how hot you think your market is. Go and set your MLS search up so that every single day between now and you know January 10th, let's say, you get a notification that tells you how many expireds there were in the entire MLS. An expired listing is obviously a listing that was listed with another agent that the other agent failed to sell, almost certainly because price, conditional, location, one, or all those factors, right? Easy things to fix, relatively speaking. Um, most of it, uh, most of the time, you can get an expired listing sold by simply repositioning the house on the market to correctly reflect the buyer's expectations, aka lower the price, right? Um, but look, that is a huge opportunity for all of you. But how are you going to go after the expires if you wanted to? Here is where most of you are thinking. I'm going to do passive stuff. I'm going to direct mail them. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do the other things. No, no, no. What you're going to do if you really want to be successful with this is you have to know what to say and how to say it and pick up the phone and call them. And when you do, you will find that you are going to be able to start consistently setting listing appointments and you're going to make more money than you ever thought was possible. And you're going to laugh. And I do mean laugh at all the silly things you used to do or were considered doing with regards to passive lead generation. 
Okay, that's what's going to happen. Or at least I hope you allow the opportunity for that to happen in your life. Because on the other side of that is everything that you want from your business. You're going to have consistent cash flow that comes from your consistent efforts from that consistent cash flow. You can start having financial security. Maybe for some of you, it certainly was for Julie and I the first time in your lives. And then when you have financial security from consistent cash flow and you have consistent profit, then you could start investing in other things. Like I was on a coaching call this morning uh, with a coaching uh, client I've had for a long time. And he had just, um, he's in the process of buying three uh, gym franchises. He and I talked about the numbers. We talked about them briefly before. I did a little bit of homework and he's thought through his idea. I think, frankly, it's going to be a success provided he's a zealot to get them out of the ground because that's really how you have to do it to sell memberships to a gym. I've coached gym members, uh, gym owners before. Um, anyway, long story short, that's what happens when you're successful selling real estate. You can start diversifying your sources of income. And based on his uh, projections, within three years or less, each of the gyms, remember he has three, should be able to generate about $20,000 net profit per month. Now, that is a really nice deal, right? That's a good start for a new source of income that's not dependent on selling real estate, exactly like we teach you in our book, Harris Rules. So I want you guys to take this seriously. So please really move past your reluctance to pick up the phone and call your centers of influence and past clients. Julie and I did a little role play for you yesterday, and I know thousands of you appreciated that. Well, that's just the tip of the iceberg, what you get in our coaching program, as far as the things we teach you to say and how to say them. But you have to be willing to actually pick up the phone. Look, your reluctance to pick up the phone isn't because you're worried about being um, you know, pushy or – these are all the things you tell yourself, right? You don't want to come off as a salesperson. You don't want to come off as uh, you know, some sort of um, you know, white-belted you – know, all these different silly things you guys say, right? All these ideas that you have about how they're going to perceive you has nothing to do with the reality of how they're actually perceiving you. The example I gave you from the insurance guy, that's something you should never forget because you think the exact same way. And I want you to know that your centers of influence and past clients, and that includes your neighbors, that includes your dry cleaner, that includes everybody who knows you're in real estate. They are wondering why you are not, you know, overtly uh, not being, why are you being passive with them? Why aren't you asking them for business? Why aren't you being proactive asking them for business? They all know people who will send you business. They all want to send you business, but they don't understand why you're not asking. You think they're just going to send it to you? Um, because, you know, they're your neighbor or because they sit next to you in church, they won't. You don't, do you? I mean, when was the last time you sent business to somebody who never really asked you to send them business? Never is the answer. People have to ask. And you got to understand, if you don't ask, and this is the, you know, this is a mental, I think, a real gymnastic uh, mental thing for all of you to consider. When you don't ask, what you're actually sending, um, the message you're sending them is that you are incompetent, that you are lazy, that you are too busy, that you don't like them, that you don't want to do business with them, that you don't respect them. In other words, when you don't ask, all the fears that you've uh, convinced yourself and all the thoughts you've convinced yourself that they will have if you were to ask for business, the reasons that you rationalize not doing the real work of real estate because you're worried that these sellers or you know buyers even are going to have these negative thoughts about you, the exact opposite of how it's, it, it, it's how it actually works. They have the negative thoughts about you when you don't ask because you don't ask. It's interesting, isn't it? That should give at least half of you, maybe if I'm optimistic, 
permission to finally do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And guess what? Christmas time, holiday season, perfect time of year to be picking up the phone. Use the script we gave you yesterday. So hopefully we're motivating you guys. You can see that what we're doing is we are doing our best to pick up the focus, the mindset, and the motivation rolling into next year because there will not be a reprieve as there normally is as the calendar, uh, you know, flips over. Normally, it's maybe a month or two and you can kind of lackadaisically roll back into the year. I don't think it's going to be that way next year. Doesn't feel like that to me. Does it feel like that to you? I think as soon as January 1st rolls in, maybe you'll have another week or so of not not having your uh, phone ring and opportunities abound. But the new spring is going to be January 10th. You watch. Even in you know snowbound areas of the country, the whole market is moving up. The market in 2021 is going to be insane. And I think it's going to be like that for at least three to five years. And again, we're going to be sh- uh, sharing with you our probably 10, or we're trying to condense it to 10, um, very optimistic predictions for the next 12 months. But certainly, I think it'll probably most of these predictions will work for the next three to five years. In the meantime, if you've yet to download your real estate treasure map, please do text 2021 to 855-685-1045. Text 2021 to 855-685-1045. And yes, of course, Julie and I would love to talk with all of you who are ready to join eXp Realty. We would love to be your sponsors. We'd love to have you as uh, partners in our eXp group. Um, If you want to talk with us about that, please text me directly to my private cell phone, which is 512-758-0206. Text me directly at 512-758-0206. And we will have a conversation about you joining uh, Julie and I as as part of our EXP group. We absolutely positively want to talk with you about being your sponsor at EXP. So text me directly at 512-758-0206. By the way, do you see how I'm asking you for business? Are you offended that I just asked you to to consider Julie and I to be your sponsors at EXP? You're not, are you? You're curious. You're appreciative of the fact that we're interested in uh, having you be partners with us at EXP, aren't you? Isn't that interesting? (laughs) Now, there's probably two of you out there that are going, I'm offended. What about me? Okay, well, you know, I guess you won't be texting me, asking me about EXP. But for the rest of you, please do consider it. Text me directly at 512-758-0206. In the meantime, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. We're going to continue the show's. Um, probably for the least the next few days, and then we're going to take some time off for the holidays, as hopefully all of you guys are as well. Please do get your treasure map done. Stay close. Um, you know, stay frosty. We're going to have, you're going to have one of the best opportunities to help people and build wealth of your lifetimes starting in about two weeks or really three weeks when the calendar clip, uh, flips over. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.